Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Adam Bailey, owner of Gusto Fit Hub in Bromsgrove in the UK. Hey, Adam, how are you today? I'm very good, thanks. How are you going? Awesome. I'm happy to have you on the show today. We're excited to have you on. Um, but before we get into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run Gusto Fit Hub, first, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Um, yeah, so I've worked in the fitness industry since I was 14. I'm now 37. Um, and kind of floating around from gym, like being in the first sort of gym job was at sort of 16, just behind the counter, sort of making protein shakes and doing sort of bits and pieces behind the till. Went through kind of a phase of just going through normal sort of gym programming. Um, when I was about 20, uh, 25, 26, I found CrossFit. And then uh, that was, it was like very, very early stages in the UK. There was, I think there was three affiliates in the UK. Um, I found it, I was taking over a circuits class at one of our sort of big Globo type gyms. And I sort of tried doing those things. I tried doing the CrossFit type method of training. Um, also implemented it with my clients. I fell in love with it and I thought this is kind of what I want to do as a training method. I want to kind of follow that through. Spent the next 10 years um, going through courses and I went to the States to do some of the CrossFit kids, um, some of the speciality classes. Um, I like think I sort of like perfected that craft of CrossFit and functional fitness training. And then throughout that period, um, kind of went through various different gyms, sort of six or seven gyms in the UK, sort of locally, just working for them. And I kind of got bored of the the lack of care that people were doing um, mm-hmm. regarding customer service, quality of coaching. And um, it was kind of born out of that, I suppose, the gym. Um, I think it was kind of born out of thinking, thinking of, well, I can maybe do this a little bit more efficient or run it how I want to run it um, and focus on sort of small classes, customer care, quality coaching and that's kind of how it grew I think and it was like a, almost like a two-year I suppose like a 15-year process of opening the gym from from getting into CrossFit training to then actually open the gym was about 15 years um, so it was a long time but it was kind of taking the best of both taking the best of what I'd learned from experience and gyms and then um, yeah going in 2017 in the gym yeah yeah, that's amazing. You really started from, you know, behind the counter all the way to working your way up to owning a gym. You saw a way to do it better after everything you'd seen and you opened your own place. So I think that's incredible. That's a great story. Um, so I would love for you to give the listeners like your elevator pitch of Gusto Fit Hub. How do you describe um, the gym to someone who's never been in before and the services that you offer? Uh, well, when someone comes to the gym, we, 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 I would describe it as group training with an individualized approach. Okay. So that's how I would, whenever we start someone off, whenever someone comes into our gym as like an onboarding process for, for a new member, um, we get to know them and their goals. And then when they, when we go into what we, we offer and how we, can, how we can make them healthy or achieve their goals, we always, I always start with that line. I think it's a really nice way of showing what we're about. We're a very small facility. Um, our classes are no more than six in a class. So it's very sort of tailored and individualized. And I think that, that line kind of sums it up. So yeah, we offer obviously group fitness with an individualized approach tying into that sort of individual, getting to know them as a person, how they learn, what their background, uh, exercise background is. Um, and then we offer them the service, obviously, that's more relevant to them. So whether they're coming mostly for group training because they want that atmosphere or that camaraderie with other people in the class, um, or we had a lady the other week who was who didn't want that, who wanted just some coaching on the side, she wanted personal training. So we kind of offer both of those services. Uh, and we kind of gauge that when someone comes into the gym for the very first time on their kind of intro chat, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're tailoring everything to your clients and your community. So I think that's awesome. Keeping it in small groups. Um, yeah. So that leads me to my next question is how many members are you serving right now? We're having just under 50 and we had done that for a while. Um, we've got about 46 at the moment. Um, at the moment in the UK, I'm not sure about anywhere else in the world, but there's a, there's a, there's a big cost of living crisis at the moment. So I think people are a bit more skeptical about, joining a gym or like our sort of facility where it's very tailored um there are a lot of other sort of cheaper places out there i suppose um but we know that we get them on service coaching and all the education and stuff that we give members um so we're the last sort of month or so a little bit, little bit quieter but it's allowed us to sort of focus on the members we do have and make sure they're getting the quality and the stuff that they need from us 
Um, so to answer your question, yeah, about 46, 47, yeah. Yeah, I think we're at a, an interesting time where people are like recognizing their health is more important than ever, but also we're Absolutely. in a in a crisis of the economy not being at its greatest. So we're yeah. at kind of like a weird place with fitness, um, a lot of opportunity, yeah. but also, you know, the economy affects that. Um, definitely so, found that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're kind of at a weird place. So what are you doing now to get more faces into the gym? Um, we focus, I say, we, we, the last sort of few months or so, we focus purely on um, maybe like content creation through um, social media. Um, my hobby, I like doing videos and photos um, as in as a sort of semi-professional type basis um, as a hobbyist. So I can't, I'm not messing about with the camera. So I think that's, we can, like, we can do some quality education through videoing through photos and kind of creating like you know little blogs on the website, um, helpful things regarding sort of cost-effective shopping, um, home workouts, people can't get to the gym, things they can do at home with their families, um, focusing on just general health. So mainly kind of content creation in that aspect. Um, and then regarding, I suppose, servicing our, other, our existing members rather than getting new members is kind of make sure they get their one-to-one um, -one chats every sort of 60 days. And make sure that they got what they need and make sure that they're okay and that we're servicing them the best. Um, and then, like you just mentioned, I think people are more interested in their, people are really aware of their health since the pandemic. And I think um, we get a lot of members through the door, but again, that cost of living thing is an issue regarding obviously what they want to get out of training. Um, and obviously if they can, if they can manage that, but I think, um, yeah, we, we do a lot of sort of content, you know, a couple of times a week, there's a video and there's a blog. Um, and it's, we just focus on, helpful things that can make people just healthy and their family food uh, again outside get some sunshine when we can in the uk um but um but yeah i think that's about it really yeah 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 have you tried any sort of paid advertising or is your social media just simply like organic posting yeah it's generally organic uh, we've had a few referrals recently so again i think because we focus on purely on the numbers that we do have they enjoy it they get the results they need and then they refer other people so we've had three or four referrals the last couple of months as well so it means, it means we haven't had to spend money doing paid adverts again we're, we're a gym where i've never wanted that huge amount of traffic coming in it's, it's a gym where i haven't wanted three four hundred members you know our goal is very small um because all we need as a and it's all we really want to have as a business so i think having the we tend to focus a lot on the, the organic referrals um we've sort of dabbled in it a couple of times throughout the last five years since we've been open um but it's mostly something that i don't know a huge much amount uh, much about really um so it's something that i'm potentially looking to sort of learn a bit more about um but at the moment it seems we seem to be doing okay regarding organic referrals yeah gotcha um i ask you this because i've heard it from a lot of gym owners that we have on here as far as like referrals the word of mouth sort of thing do you find that it's kind of like unpredictable like a hard way to track you know how many clients you're going to get every month through referrals yeah yeah i suppose it, 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 comes, it almost is also, it's almost a surprise um when people do do that again like i mentioned we have we have regular sort of catch-ups with our members um and one thing we do ask them is is there anyone that can benefit from our service or do you feel like you could benefit from our service so whether that be a partner a brother sister family member a work colleague someone they've you know they're friends with and we and we, we sort of speak to them about immediate contacts um so in, in a certain way yes it's kind of ran it's a little bit random and a bit unpredictable but then at the same time we kind of know that when we ask those questions we might get a name or two and then we can contact that person again it depends on that person's situation uh, whether they're going to come down or not we offer some free sessions um every sort of two or three months we do like a bring a friend day so we generally do quite well out of that as well which we actually just done that regarding sort of getting new people and um, we, we usually gain at least one one person of that money every, every sort of couple of months, which is obviously not a huge amount, but it does you know add up over time. Um, but yeah, I suppose regarding sort of the referrals, it is kind of um, it can be a little bit random, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're sitting at around fifty members. What's like a goal for the size space that you have for the listeners out there? You have about a thousand square feet. What's kind of a goal yeah. um, number of members you'd like to see in this current facility? Yeah, the, the, the first goal is always 50. Um, so I think I think a total goal would be sort of 70 to 80. Again, our classes are only small, so there's only six in a class. So again, it means there's this kind of balance of obviously I'm at a point where I can I can, I can only do what I'm doing now and I can't do anything extra apart from that because something would slide and my energy would be sliding for that, for that other work. 
So I think for me, it would be uh, about 70 to 80, but then obviously putting on other classes with more coaches in place for that, maybe during the day. Um, that was the total, total goal for members, but I suppose it was rather um, having enough to sort of live a life that I want to live and then like, give the coaches that opportunity as well. Um, so I think having, it's not a set in stone, as long as the income is okay to sort of warrant those, 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 those aspects of the business, then if it was 65, then, you know, so be it. If it was 90, then obviously it's a little bit more challenging to get there. But yeah, roughly kind of 70 to 80 would be like, I know what I'd be super, super proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go into that. You mentioned like you as a business owner and what you take on. So tell me about what you do day to day. Like I hear from a lot of gym owners, you wear all the hats. So what do you do day to day? Are you still training? Are you yeah. doing the marketing? Are you, you know, cleaning the gym? Like, tell us everything you do in a day as a business owner. So, yeah. So I suppose I'm fortunate that, again, the reason why we wanted it, I wanted it small was because there's less of those things to do. Um, there's still obviously hats to sort of wear and place to spin regarding that aspect. So um, at the moment, yeah, I do most of the work, um, but we're working on, um, we've just bought in a, uh, Actually, I'll start again. I'll answer your question. So the um, the things I do at the moment, obviously, I, I we have about twenty six classes at the, on the gym on the timetable, and I catch about seventeen of those. Um, so it's usually either an early morning, uh, an hour or two hours, three hours in the morning where I'm coaching classes. Um, during the gap, the gap in the day, um, people think I generally do nothing all day. <laughs> I just go just to coach and train, and that's about it. Um, but yeah, that, in that window, it's just not the case. So I'm either doing content creation, like I just mentioned, so editing, like video recording a video, editing a video, um, on Canva, creating sort of content, you know, the sort of posts and bits and pieces like that. Um, we organize obviously social events. So I'm generally the one who organizes that. Um, we got our Christmas party coming up. We've had a, a bring a friend day, those kind of things. Generally answering emails, just like the inquiries and bits and pieces. Um, I sort of sort out the accounts as well. So I sort the accounts for the accountants. So I kind of do those things as well. Um, clean's not on my plate. Um, I have someone that come in, have people that come in for that. Um, we've just taken on a, a client success manager. So a lot of that admin stuff is now going to be passed to her. Um, so that can, so that's going to free up my time then to be able to do things that I need to do to be able to grow the business and sort of almost like take me out a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and do the things that I need, I suppose. But yeah, regardless of the day-to-day things, like I say, it's kind of all those hats, I suppose. Yeah, so marketing, team leader, you know, not so much cleaner, but um, class coach, you know, head coach. I do, the, I program the workouts myself. I write the workouts. Um, so kind of think of all those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot in a day. <laughs> do you yeah, manage like customer service? Like if, if a client needs something, are you the go-to for that too? Yeah, so those, those sort of one-to-ones, I'm the person who does that as well. So it's a kind of, actually really strict my time um so i find that um i've i've just i I go through kind of phases of training like in and out of training generally it's not as consistent as i would like it to be the last six weeks six weeks have been perfect so had a nice balance of getting people in doing sort of like intro sessions for new members servicing old members or existing members um doing the work i need to do and also progressing things i need to for you know the next year's sort of planning that kind of thing and being able to train myself as well um so i sort of think i managed that quite well i it means sort of sitting down with the calendar like blocking out time and being strict on things i say yes and no to um and that's definitely a, a key point for anyone i think anyone listening who's doing all those things they need to you need to kind of be able to plan your time efficiently um yeah so i think that's something that i would, I would recommend yeah yeah definitely that's something for the listeners definitely block out your time and make sure you know you're taking time for yourself because you're not going to be, you know, a productive, good person in society if you're exhausted and not eating yeah. and all of those things that sometimes yeah, I've definitely, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been there. I think, I think, you know, I've been to the point where the things that I do to sort of relax or that sort of self-care, if you want to call it, have sort of took a back seat. I think because of that, you're going to work tired and doing things tired or, you know, half of the effort that you could be putting into it. So I think actually having that as a bit of self-care is, is definitely something that, makes everything else better when you're doing your work as well yeah definitely and that's crucial yeah. like our, our clients can tell when we are low energy and we don't really absolutely, want to yeah. so you got to take yeah. care of yourself and give them a yeah. good service for sure yeah absolutely yeah um okay so kind of a fun question here if you were to wave a magic wand and tomorrow you have like the gym of your dreams what does it look like what's the facility like 
staff, members? Tell me about that one. Um, so big picture. Oh, I think maybe <laughs> like, oh, it's a big question. Um, yeah, I think maybe having, um, it'd be what I, I think it'd be what I do now, but on a bigger scale. I think I'm really happy with what we do at the moment, but on a bigger, a bigger version of it. So maybe like, you know, double the size building, nothing kind of major, but enough that warrants what we do. 150 members. Um, we'd have a, a really structured kids program. Um, we'd have two full-time coaches, I think, some part-time, PT in the day, classes during the day, uh, a really structured nutrition program. Uh, a lot of our members sort of enjoy the early morning sessions, so we'd have like early mornings, which is our, ours would be about 6 a.m., um updated versions of kit you know obviously you know top quality kit um and obviously uh like like an office i really i would love an office just to sort of do sort of intro chats in and sort of take sort of the sort of sale aspects of things um yeah i think i think just i think maybe on a bigger scale what we do i think having more options for sort of classes pt uh, you know investing in some good in investing in some quality kit a couple of full-time coaches some pt um a really well-structured kids program maybe getting into some of the schools that can come into the uh to the gym as well so we're in like a you know a, a pre-teen sort of class or a sports teams kind of thing um and i, I love a really well a, a well-run nutrition program yeah yeah definitely. Um, but, we're, but we're working on it yeah yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you mentioned like you're working on it. Um, tell me like what you're doing now or like a tentative plan in place to like, what's your, I guess a better way to say it, your biggest bottleneck right now that's keeping you from being at that 150 members with those extra classes. I suppose time, I suppose time, I think finding, finding coaches that are available for certain times of the day, um, that, that, that want that work. Um, Probably a little bit of space as well. So obviously we've got a, quite a small gym, so it's just under a thousand square foot. If it was maybe half that again, that would allow for a bit more leeway. Um, but I think maybe, yeah, I think coaches and time. I think maybe my time to allow for planning that side of things. Although we've kind of, it's been this year, it's been a bit of a making a move towards that, you know, taking me out of the business a little bit more. And so I can have that time to kind of plan those aspects. Um, yeah, I suppose time size of the building um and demand for um classes in sort of off peak time i suppose yeah yeah definitely um yeah. okay let's see okay so as far as like getting getting leads in um you're using mostly organic social media content let's go into like the retention piece so once you have a client in the door you know they've been a client for a while how do you keep them long term um care care just care i think there's nothing we always we always class opposite is people first fitness second um so it's a, we're in a people relationship business rather than a fitness business and we we are treated that way so if people enjoy what they're doing there and feel cared for and getting they can see you genuinely care they'll stick around and we find that a lot we we don't have a very good retention rate at least sort of pushing three years for most members um so we generally find that we members don't drop off that easily but i think it's because our intro process is pretty decent um they don't just join the gym and then they're in there's a whole onboarding process um and that's all one-to-one -one. um and then once they get through those one-to-one -one processes then they're they're regularly checked on every month and then that ca that continues then for the rest of their active membership um until they leave or move away or where it might be um they're regularly sort of every 60 days i'll have a one-to-one a -one catch up 20 30 minute call either like on zoom or it'll be in the gym face to face and we just kind of see what can we do we ask you know what can we do to help you what like it's just as simple as that and it's just care um we provide obviously we have a members only page on facebook everyone's um on the same page regarding why they're there so i think that helps as well having sort of a like-minded community of people and, and creating a culture where we work really hard on the culture in the gym. Um, so that's obviously things where that stems from, I think, from me down, I think, potentially. So it comes from that people first aspect. And I think that massively, that massively helps because it sort of says that I care. So we're all going to care about everyone in the gym. And, you know, you're missed if you're not there. So I think 
purely focusing on care and and providing something that's you know a high quality service high quality customer care i think that's where we generally get um referred because of i think we have like the, the, the bigger change gyms they're going to miss that generally and as a small business as a small business we can win every time on that yeah yeah absolutely i love that you keep everybody accountable with those one-on-one sessions that's a huge piece to you know feel like you care about their success and their yeah. growth um i'm it's curious because no, go ahead. So, 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 so I was just to say, like when when the guys when people come in from you know a, um, a traditional gym, it's the thing that everyone asks for is oh, I need some I need some accountability, and it's like we hear it the last the last sort of five or six chats I've had with new you know, potential new members and new members. There's everyone and every single person said it like if you go to a traditional gym, it's headphones in and you go on the machine and then leave, right. and that's when the boredom kicks in. So I think so when when they come to us, we can always like guarantee that we're going to be watching them and speaking to them and keeping them on track I suppose yeah and I think people like that yeah yeah definitely I'm just curious how do you track you know who who's due for a one-on-one session like meeting with you like what systems do you use to keep track of like your members who's been in who hasn't so we use a spreadsheet so it's, it's you know google drive um, google sheets whatever it's called um and we have um everyone that comes into the gym whether they join or not they're on the spreadsheet whether it be new members or um, people who didn't join, maybe we can put them on like, a contact list as an interest list, and then they get sent emails for you know three months where it's just sporadic, you know, not sporadic, but structured emails where there's like home workouts and tips and stuff and things that they might be missing out on that we can give them. Mm-hmm. So if they don't join, they put on that list. And then regarding members that people that do join the gym, they're put on there uh, on this on this new members list with existing members, and we plot out their uh, we plot out their sort of thirty day or their ninety day journey, so their first three months. And then we we try really try really we put on things like you know Google Calendar where we put notifications to go and chat with that member the day before. Like, I I'm really a stickler for my calendar, so um, having you know a day before someone comes in, I get a 24 hour pre pre them coming in email or you know contact this person then tomorrow, and I, I I make sure I do that. So it's a case of case of me. Um, putting a notification on my phone and a reminder in my phone that's as, and as simple as that I suppose yeah yeah definitely do you find that that's easy to keep track of or is it hard to manually keep track it of? depends sometimes sometimes manually sometimes yeah we've had busy months the last sort of few months mm-hmm. uh not so much the last month but in the summer we had a busy period and I found it was difficult to track certain things so um we're looking to sort of update our website where it can do that for us um as a sort of um you know a lead, a lead catcher I suppose so we can, there's things regarding that side of things that I know that more members or sort of more income would help that aspect. Yeah. So it's something that we're trying to work on regarding that. But at the moment, it's down to sort of me to do manually. And also, it's why we're taking this client success manager on. So their job is purely that first 90 days. So that no one's missed. Uh, and they have a few hours a week to sort of do that admin rather than me being sort of throw that, that, that task thrown on top of me and, and, and it sort of slides, some of them slide in. So um yeah that per- that class manager she'll be doing that first 90 days admin so make sure that they're contacted and she'll contact them rather than rather than me and then that's sort of her job throughout their membership um, active membership yeah gotcha okay so you do have a way to keep it organized make sure no one slips through the cracks there that's good yeah um okay so before we close out the episode can you please tell the listeners something that you wish you would have learned or heard when you got into the industry so if someone was going to open a gym tomorrow what would be your biggest piece of advice to them? <laughs> I suppose there's a couple of things. I think there's that saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. That sticks. And to an aspect, that's true. Like, I, I feel like I never go to work. Um, but you work so hard to make it <laughs> to make it good and to make it stand out as well. I think the thing is, because fitness industry is so saturated now with gyms popping up all over the place, I think you've got to do something to stand out. Um, so I think... Yeah, be prepared to sort of knuckle down and, and, and work work for something that, you know, if you, if you genuinely care about it, I think you will do. Um, and I think be prepared to go through every emotion possible, especially in that first couple of years, that first year or two. Um, you're going to, someone told me, was, you know, before I started mine, I was on a business course and they sort of said, you know, it's a 365 job, you know, it's going to be on your mind most of the time. Um, and be prepared to go, 
up and down, you know, roller coaster emotions. And I was like, yeah, it'd be fine if I, and it's, it was so true. Um, you know, you're going to feel super highs when it's, things are going well, but you're also going to feel maybe a little bit low when things aren't going well. Um, but it's, it's obviously for me, it's like, I always think it's up to me to change whatever, if it's going well, then great. If it's not, that's on me to sort of change that. So yeah, be prepared to work and, and stick at it when things, things get tough and just be, um, enjoy the roller coaster of emotions it's part of, i think it's part of that journey i think as well so yeah no one sort of pre-warned how how tough that was going to be um one thing also i would say to that is have good people around you have so good people around you has been a massive one for me regarding you know helping in the gym doing fixings having people that can do admin and and just people that can you can talk to about it as well um those are probably been the three pieces of advice um that would be sort of key i think um plus there's some there's some oh, there's, there's so many things i could sort of keep saying but there's um there's Love a few it. great books there's a few great books so i think read read around the area that you know not just sports and fitness but read business books and things you can put into practice for your business um there's some there's some great ones out there um but yeah, I'll stop there because I could carry on for, for a while. But those, those, <laughs> be my, those be my ones, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, whenever I started my business, like the biggest thing for me was like mentorship, people around yeah, me, so. you know, be, be surrounded with people who are like-minded and people who can yeah. help grow. So definitely, definitely resonate with that part there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, yeah. Adam, I think this is a pretty good place to start to wrap things up. But before we sign out, tell everyone where we can find you. Where can we see your content? What are your socials? Yeah, social media is Gusto Fit Hub um, at Gusto Fit Hub on Instagram at Gusto Fit Hub on Facebook. Uh, website is www.gustofithub.co.uk. Um, if you want to drop an email, it's info at gustofithub.co.uk. Uh, I think that's that's all our socials. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Thank you so much. We absolutely cool. appreciate your time and your contribution to the podcast today, and we look forward to seeing what you accomplish down the road. To everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Roger from Premier Martial Arts in Westlake Village, California. Welcome to the show, Roger. How are you doing today, sir? Thank you. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? Good? Doing great, Roger. Thanks for asking. You know, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today to learn more about what's going on at your you know, gym facility. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you first opened, you know, your gym almost 50 years ago now, what was the long-term vision you had for it? Uh, my long-term version at that time was to, uh, you know, uh, I had taken over a studio that only had maybe a, a few students in it. And I wanted to, you know, build up my, you know, my audience and, and, and start, uh, you know, teaching people how to, you know, improve their lives. You know, martial arts is a beautiful uh, vehicle to be able to, you know, do so many different things from, you know, focus of discipline to concentration to, you know, self, self-defense, self-confidence. And uh, I just love teaching people and seeing them improve all of that. And I think my, my vision at that time probably was to maybe eventually open up a, another studio. Uh, so I'd have maybe multiple, you know, locations and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, create an instructor base and all of that. Um, and so that was sort of my initial vision. And I was in my early twenties, you know, when I yeah. first started yeah. Okay. So really just came from a desire to, you know, teach people the art of mixed martial arts. That's awesome. So with that being said at your facility, you know, what's your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer? Who do you serve? What's the, like the demographic? What does that look like? 
So we, we service uh, all, all people from age, uh, say, three. My oldest student actually is a woman who's uh, 84 years old. Oh, wow. And, uh, okay. She, yeah. She's been with me for a lot of years. And so you can pretty much start at any age. But I would say that, you know, when I first started uh, teaching martial arts back in the, in the uh, middle 70s, mm -hmm. uh, it was mostly uh, older people, teenagers and adults, uh, you know, very few kids. Uh, now, fast forward, you know, 40 years later, uh, it's really all about the children now, pretty much mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, a lot we of popularity nowadays, more, with more it, yeah. children, you know, than we do adults. And it kind of depends also on maybe what kind of brand of martial arts you're doing. If you're doing, uh, let's say, uh, maybe uh, jujitsu and maybe uh, hardcore MMA, it's going to be adults, you know, yeah. it's gonna be almost all adults. And if you, uh, do a little bit of a different version. We do a combination. I've been a, a Chuck Norris uh, black belt for many years. Okay. So I started off in a traditional martial arts, really Props before to you. Yeah. even even popular. And so everybody did traditional martial arts. Uh, nowadays, um, I'd say very few people do traditional martial arts. Almost everything is now mixed martial arts. Even in uh, the Chuck Norris system and, and even in our premier pro program now, it's uh, much more um, diverse now. You know, whereas before we would do traditional moves, you know, forms, katas, all that kind of stuff. Now it's pretty much more based on self-defense and uh, kickboxing, Krav Maga, uh, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, yep. ground defense, all of that kind of stuff. And that's pretty much, I would say that almost across the board, uh, most studios offer a little bit of all of that probably. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, at your facility, what services do you offer to, you know, the population that you have? So ages three, all the way up to the 84. So let's say we start with the, we have at our school, we have what we call three different programs. We have okay. what we call the uh, tiny champs program, which okay. is three to five year olds. And in that class, you're pretty much, you know, teaching them balance, coordination, discipline, you know, some focus. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they learn, you know, they learn some basic self-defense, but it's really more about just developing their, their minds and focusing and foundational skills. They need. Yeah. Then we have the uh, next group is called our little champs that goes from five to seven. Now you're okay. working a little bit more, uh, you know, karate type moves. Uh, you're not, you never, you're not getting into that hardcore, you know, MMA, you know, ground and pound types. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, but, but you're, you're teaching them, uh, you know, more, more involved techniques. Uh, they're learning how to do now our, our emphasis now, uh, I've kind of changed gears through the years. So probably about eight years or nine years ago, um, we went from a more of a traditional art to what we call the premier martial arts, which is more of a hybrid martial arts. And okay. we did primarily probably for more, more for the marketing than anything else, uh -huh. uh, but they had their own curriculum. And so we now focus more on um, uh, mixed martial arts, like kickboxing <clears throat> and uh, for the, for the teenage or for the, let's say the youth, through the adults, we get more into the Krav Maga, which is the self-defense. Yep. And so with the, with the youth group, we tailor it down a little bit. So it's not quite as physically, it's physical, but they're not really, uh, they're not learning, let's say what the adults will learn, which is gun, knife and club defense, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of that stuff. And so that's pretty much our emphasis. And I would say that uh, we now emphasize more, say self-defense, uh, than anything else. And of course, the, the world is different now, you know, Much 30, different. 30 yeah. years ago, um, I could have my students come in here and they would do, they would come in, you know, three or four days a week and they could go through the program and they'd make their black belt within three to five years. You know, now, now today uh, with the, and particularly in our area out here, the kids have so many activities to do. They're doing four or five different things. We're lucky at we one time. In, we're lucky if we get them in two days a week, you know, yeah. and, you know, the difference between, you know, two days a week and, you know, four days a week uh, is, is different. Yeah. I, I was fortunate enough uh, back in, uh, in the early nineties, I went to uh, China. We were the very first martial arts group to go to China uh, after they went from communist to, to letting people into the country. And yeah. we were actually the second group to come in there. The first group was the Harlan Globetrotters. Oh, dang. Okay. Wow. And then we, and then we came in. We actually had a chance to, to stay at a Shaolin temple and actually observe uh, the people training out there. Now, mind you, this group was, you know, they lived there. It, it was a, you know, a place where they all lived and they trained. They would train six, seven days a week. 
you know, seven hours a day and then they go to school. So, you know, when you're training that kind of hours, you know, you can't even compare anything to, to what we see out here today. No, no, you really can't. It's, it's crazy over there. So sounds like you have a great mixture of, you know, programs for each, you know, age group there. And obviously you went to China. That's really cool. So with that being said, how many, you know, students or members do you currently have at your, you know, academy? So we have, uh, we're, we're around 125 students here. Our facility is about uh, 1,900 square feet, 1,940 square feet. Um, and so we service about that. Um, you know, uh, and so that's all good. I mean, yeah. we can always uh, we can always do more. You know, uh, nowadays it's uh, everything's about uh, you know marketing. So it's not just about you know teaching martial arts anymore. Exactly. When they're when they're the owner, so you're focusing now on you know uh, new students all the time. On training on marketing on sales on retention, all the hats on one person, right? And cleaning. Don't forget about cleaning. Exactly. The janitorial <laughs> stuff. You do not want to miss that. That's for sure. Jeez. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you're you're wearing you're wearing a lot of hats. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, it's, and and through the years, I've been doing this for so many different years, you know, uh, uh, back in the uh, middle eighties to nineties, I probably had, I was in a different location. I probably had 270 students and, uh, a lot of instructors and a lot of things going and, uh, you know, everything of course changed when pandemic and that pretty much, you know, changed. Pandemic really hit a lot. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest with you, I, I really feel that I was very fortunate and lucky because uh, a lot of schools, particularly martial arts schools, probably gyms as well, uh, closed down. You yeah, know, they, they weren't able to, you know, sustain, you know, through that, uh, you know, two year period. Uh, we went from, uh, you know, of course, being shut down. Uh, then we started Zoom and hey, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're Zoom right started. here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Zoom started. And, and my students, uh, I didn't have as many students at that time as I have now but uh, they all, the ones that I did have all hung in there and uh, I sit in my living room and, and teach martial arts on zoom and they would, you know, follow along. And then once things started to, you know, open up a little bit uh, we went to the park. And so we were at the park, you know, uh, a few days a week and zoom a couple days a week. And then eventually we were able to get back into the studio and then, you know, we're at the park and then we're at the studio and I'm like going back and forth, like a, like a yo-yo like a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and, never ending. You know, and being out here in, you know, beautiful California, we had so many people that had all different uh, views on what they should do. You know, exactly. some people want to come in the studio. Some people don't want to come in the studio. Some people want to mask. Some people don't want to mask. I mean, it's just like, and, and of it's course, never it, ending. It's just and in this kind of like a pendulum, just boom, 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 just like and that. And in this business, you know, you have to, um, you really almost have to kind of uh, go with what, you know, what's going on. Like I had one, one friend of mine, had a martial arts school in, uh, I won't even say where it is, somewhere in California. And uh, when it came down to, uh, you know, uh, everybody, you know, wearing a mask, this and that, he said, I'm not going to do it. And, and, and the interesting thing was in his area, he had no, no, people came in. I mean, it was, it was the most amazing thing. And and I, 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 looking back, I kind of couldn't believe it. Then you have the other people that are completely, you know, the opposite, you know, everybody's got to wear a mask and this. And and so it was really an interesting time for sure. Uh, And I was 20 was definitely an interesting time for the fitness industry. I mean, it closed out a lot of gyms, made a lot of people confused in terms of what they could do with the fitness side, you know? So, with your current clientele of 125 and the square footage at your facility being 1900 close to there, is that somewhere you want to stop or maybe, you know, bring more faces in? Or do you think there's like a cap in terms of membership base at your facility? Well, no, definitely not a cap on membership basis. Uh, you know, um, and again, I'm a little different than maybe some of the, the, the other people that have, you know, are more you know, people that have come into the martial arts. When I started, you know, I, I did it because I love martial arts and I 100%. really had no intention of, you know, thinking about the business side of it necessarily, you know, just mm-hmm. teaching and all that. And now, of course, business is everything. And, you know, marketing's differently. Uh, you know, back when I first started, um, you know, we were, we had, I, I think we, I was probably in the beginning part where the computer age came in and you know, people are doing computers yeah. and then, you know, now they're doing, you know, and, and the marketing was different, you know, used to, used to have a uh, flyers, used to pass out all these flyers or papers, have, physical papers handing out yeah, nowadays some, more somebody, social media. Yeah, yeah. Somebody would call up and say, Hey, you know, we're going to do a, a, you know, uh, set you up on this thing where they pass out all these flyers, you know, whatever. And so, you know, nowadays, of course, everything now is, you know, 
uh, advertising, Facebook advertising, uh, you know, uh, that type of thing. So, and that was, of course, you know, not necessarily in my, my generation, but you had to kind of learn how to do that. You have and, to adapt and, to what's coming in the future, right? Right, right. Yeah. And it's constantly changing. No, which is okay, you know, I mean, change is, change is hard, change is good, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, so um, I, you know, I'd like to increase my, my membership. I always yep. do, you know, because uh, you hope everyone's going to stay in martial arts forever, but it doesn't. The really harsh reality good. is that a lot of people leave because it's not easy. And I mean, we're just humans. So we, we will naturally just churn over time because we're like, oh, wait, I see that other thing. I'm going to go do that instead. So, I mean, no matter what business model you're in, always going to have churn. So, you know, that kind of leads me into my next question. What do you currently do, you know, for marketing to get people into your door? Do you, you know, mainly like rely on word of mouth or do you also do some social media stuff? Well, you definitely have to do social media. And, and, and when I uh, came out of pandemic, uh, and we needed to build up our industry, uh, our, our, you know, school. Um, we started doing uh, through our corporate, you know, now we're a, a, a franchise now with Premier Martial Arts. And so we went through their um, digital marketing. And, yeah. you know, it was interesting, you know, you go through the digital marketing, it's expensive, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it, it always works out and you start. It's always worth leads, it at the end if you can get, you get a return on it. And you start calling. And so, <clears throat> but the interesting thing about, I think, digital marketing is, you know, the, some periods of time it goes really well, then it, it dies out, you don't get anything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it starts up again. But I would say for the most part, we do that. And in our business, probably like a lot of, maybe even, I don't know so much gyms, maybe, I don't know, is referrals. You know, we get, yep. you know, we get a referral base and that's probably one of our greatest things. And then the fact that uh, I've been out here for a lot of years as well, my name sort of brings, you know, attracts people, you yeah. know, coming in the door. It's the brand, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then, um, you know, the other, I would say the other part of it is, uh, you know, I'll, someone will call up the phone, you know, premier martial arts. How are you, you know, how did you find out about us? Uh, oh, I just Googled, you know, martial arts school near me. Mm-hmm. So SEO Google stuff too. Exactly. And yeah. so I would say between that and the digital marketing and the referrals, that's probably how we did most of our, you know, business. Now, there's also a lot of other marketing things right now. I'm uh, not, uh, I would say maybe a little bit understaffed uh, than what I used to be. And so because of that, I'm not uh, doing uh, some of the other, um, you know, maybe grassroots type of uh, marketing, you know, going to the schools, going to the churches, uh, you know, uh, doing the old school guerrilla marketing to potentially, you know, get more people in. Correct. And do that. Yeah. Right. And just because of my time and what I'm able to do, uh, you know, I'm not able to do all of that, but uh, you know, I just do the best I can. That's all I can do at this point. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. So in terms of, you know, let's just say you get someone in the door, what does the process look like from, you know, cold lead or kind of warm lead? to new member what does that process look like the sales process? so so the way we do things here at our school is uh, someone will call up or they'll come they'll walk in the door and uh depending on their age <clears throat> yep. we used to back in the old days we just have them come take a class they try a class and then we you know we try to you know get them to sign up for a program yep. now it's a whole it's a and, and through and through our uh premier martial arts and i'm really you know happy about the way they set these things up you know we have them come in for a two lesson intro they come in for two lessons intro um let's say uh they come in for two lessons they get a a free uniform uh Mm -hmm. usually it's around uh, 39 dollars and uh on the second lesson they earn the white belt okay now if it's an adult uh we usually have them come in for one lesson and then you know put them into a group class if it's a tiny champ, say three to five year old, then we'll have them just come right into the classes. So some of the, some, most of the people, I want to work with them a little bit before I have them jump into the class. That way they actually know some things ahead of time and they feel a little bit more comfortable and more confident, uh, that type of thing. Yeah, so on both ends, kind of like get a feel of what, you know, both people are getting into. Like maybe, you know, you would be a good member, maybe you wouldn't. And then they would think, maybe this is a good place I want to be in terms of my goals, maybe not. So. Is that like mainly you who handles that process or is there someone else inside your facility who, you know, handles that sales process? Right now it's me. Uh, My, uh, I, my wife is also involved in the business and so is my daughter. Okay. My daughter, however, uh, does a lot of, she's, um, 
she does, does uh, competitions uh, throughout the country. Okay. And she does uh, what they call extreme martial arts. She does uh, these weapons called a comma, and she's has some gymnastics background. So she does extreme weapons. She'll do flips, back flips, front flips, uh, all kinds of, you know, weapon, you know, movements fast. And she's you know, a tremendous athlete. Mm -hmm. And so she goes all over the country and does competitions. So when they're out of town, uh, it's up to me. I, I oh, pretty wow. much, I, I pretty much wear all the hats, which is, you know, a lot. Uh, when they're here, um, then my wife usually handles most of the, uh, the, the program selling and the, you know, putting all the, you know, paperwork together and all of that. Okay. Okay, so it's mainly you, your wife, and your daughter. But if they're gone, then you're kind of by yourself. You got to handle everything by yourself. Right. I mean, I'll I'll get I'll get help on the mat because I have you know assistant instructors you know that come out and sort of help me on the mat. So I'm not completely alone. But yep. uh, as far as the sales part of it, that's where I am. So, but you know, with that said, uh, you know, with uh, her competing and doing all of that around. This is pretty much only started about a year ago. So with that said, I'll probably be, uh, you know, looking to hire, you know, a program director to come 100%. in, and, you know, help yeah. out with, you know, that would help out a things. lot with business and you personally too. So you can, you know, maybe not have so much, you know, on your shoulders in terms of business owner. Yeah. Right. So second to last question here, you know, for you, Roger, what is one piece of advice that you give your younger self or to, you know, an aspiring gym owner wanting to get into like gym ownership, what would that be? What's that one well, piece of advice? I would say first, make sure you do your homework and you know uh, exactly what you're, you know, getting into exactly. uh, and know that um, if you're going to get into that business, uh, you have to be, you have to know how to do everything before you even hire someone to help you, you know, do that uh, mm -hmm. and be able to, if you had to, like for me, for example, uh, you know, if I, whatever, you know, I could always run everything if I have to, that's not necessarily, you know, how you want to do it. Ideal. <laughs> you want to hire, you know, different yeah. people to come in and help you out, but, uh, make sure you know exactly what you're getting into, uh, know your demographics, obviously, uh, the old expression, location, location, location is, uh, an important, uh, you know, category. I've been in both. I've been in, uh, locations that, uh, were, you know, a lot of traffic and people knew exactly where it was. And I've been in locations where, you know, it was uh, not so much. And I, I could tell you from just experience now that uh, it's very important to, for this kind of business, to be able to be in a place where you know, where people know where you are, uh, you know, like for me, you know, for me, I, I am in a shopping center with a Chick-fil-A and a, you know, a, <laughs> and a stone fire grill. Some and traffic there then, right? Cause Chick-fil-A. So when people, so when, people when I, I ask people, you know, they say where, you know, where, do you know where I'm located? You know, and they'll say, are you in West Lake? Oh yeah. You know where stone fire grill is? Oh yeah. I know exactly where that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You I know, know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Versus, versus, <laughs> you know, I was at another place uh, for 15 years at, uh, you know, uh, where are you? Well, I'm over here and, you know, by this street, you know, cross street from the golf course, uh, you turn right here and they're going, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So Roger, last question for you here, paint me and the listeners a picture. What are your short-term and long-term goals, you know, for your gym business? For you my, and your family, basically. Yeah. So my, my short-term goals is to increase my, you know, my business, get, you know, more people in here. Uh, my long-term goals are probably to uh, find the right instructors and, and program directors to be able to, you know, help me, you know, manage and run the school mm -hmm. so that I can, I mean, I, I, you know, the thing about martial arts is I could probably teach in my seventies and eighties. Now, do I want to, you know, uh, work as hard as I am right now in my seventies days, probably not. So, not. <laughs> so my long-term goals are probably a little different than, than other people just because of my age and how long I've been, been doing it. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I'm more content with having the one school as opposed to maybe having multiple schools. If I was younger in my thirties and forties, I probably maybe be, then yes. Yeah. I'd be exactly. looking more for, because premier martial arts really uh, promotes more, uh, you know, more locations, kind of like a McDonald's Chick-fil-A, you know, you, they yeah. want you to have three or four locations. Kind of like a franchise model. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Well, Roger, I think that's a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode, but before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on your social medias and your website? So you can find me uh, at uh, premier martial arts, Westlake, 
Uh, you can also find me at uh, uh, rogerlacombe at gmail.com. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, uh, probably is going to be under Premier Martial Arts or Roger Lacombe. Always, you can always reach me through there. Uh, I do have an Instagram. Don't ask me what it is, but I <laughs> don't know what it is. <laughs> at uh, at uh, at premiermartialarts.com, I think is what it is, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah. That's probably <laughs> the best, best way to find me. And uh, I, you know, I'll tell you one thing before we leave. Um, I love teaching martial arts. That's my, that's my special your passion. Thing. Sounds that's like my passion. Yeah. Uh, I love, uh, I'm particularly uh, great with the, uh, with the children and the adults, of course. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, I, uh, it's what I love doing. Yeah. Roger, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today and, and, you know, sharing your backstory about the business and everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your jam, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a duo, two special guests. It's Mayor and Casey with Missing Link CrossFit out of North Carolina. What is going on, folks? Happy Wednesday. How are you guys feeling today? What's up, What's man? What's going on? Doing good, good, doing good. There we go. We appreciate you guys being here. We're excited to have you on. And uh, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty-gritty here of what you have going on with Missing Link CrossFit. So, you know, uh, let's start with the basics here of, you know, how many members are you guys serving currently? Uh, I want to say we're probably at about 80 or 90 members at the moment. Okay. 80 to 90. And for you guys, I mean, what's been the best method of getting people interested in through your doors? Being relatable. Um, uh, at least for me, like, um, as a mother and a woman and in the fitness industry, um, it's definitely something that can be super intimidating. So I like to share my story, very real and raw and transparent and help other women feel comfortable walking through our doors. Yeah, no, I think that's big, right? And I think word of mouth is, is kind of one of the biggest assets you could possibly have in any industry, right? No matter if it's yeah. fitness, whatever it is, but it eliminates that trust factor where it's like, I could just come in here. I know Susie comes here and I might as well join as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, now I'm curious, have you guys tried anything else? Other, like, I mean, whether it's flyers, social media, um, even just like a billboard, anything else uh, that has worked well for you guys or, or so, <laughs> yeah, we, we've dabbled in a little bit of all of that stuff. I mean, it's really just kind of a constant flow of trying to keep ourselves relevant, uh, making sure that people are continually talking about ourselves, being real and transparent in kind of what they have to say and talk about, but generally staying behind, trying, you know, staying behind social media, staying behind, you know, whether it's flyers or stickers, just kind of keeping the branding relevant, keeping the like, keeping the conversations positive, giving the athletes something to continuously talk about, I think is kind of probably our best approach. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I and that's fine. I agree. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because you guys said you're at that 90-ish mark here, right? I mean, 
if leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited, I mean, how much higher could you guys go? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I think that we're in a, um, like a special scenario being in a military town. Um, we've always got the fact that um, our military have access to free gyms on base working against us. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so that's that's a big one, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I would say that we could see easily upwards of like 150 to 200 clients if we had, again, a more kind of stable clientele base. But what happens is, is with like PCS orders and just general um, kind of the transient community yeah the, the community being, being transient in general we end up losing people to attrition whether it was by our hand or not but i mean i like not necessarily ideally but we could probably see upwards of that you know 150 200 250 personnel mark we have a pretty large facility at about just under eight thousand square feet of kind of working space yeah yeah and I, I think um definitely is unique to you guys right i think the attrition, it, I mean, obviously it's, it's going to be a little higher when it, when it is in that scenario where you're near that military town. And so, um, and now one thing I'm always, uh, I, I always wonder, and especially with you guys being so transient, like you guys said, I mean, how are you guys able to track and manage, you know, the members who come in, you know, leave uh, the, 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 obviously the attrition rate, right. And, and, and just like, Anyone who you're converting from interested to a member, how do you track those metrics? Um, so before recently, it was all kind of like out of the hip pocket. I would make up Google Docs sheets or different, you know, random spreadsheets to try and keep an eye on who's coming, who's going, who's staying, how long they're staying, following just general numbers in bank accounts or in um, just actual gym memberships. Um, but as of recently, we've switched over to a system called PushPress, uh, a gym management software called PushPress, and they've got pretty great reporting metrics. We were with MindBody before, but since we're on a podcast and everybody gets to listen, they were raping us for um, processing fees and other random fees kind of, you know, that weren't blatantly in your face. So PushPress has been great in regard to kind of cutting back on those fees as well as um, just their ability to report and kind of engage with community. They're not just kind of a platform, but we also have their CRM, which is a great way to kind of keep people interested. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of viewers can relate to that, right? Where it's like, hey, like one, what system is best? And two, I mean, these things are, they happen, right? Where you're not yeah. going to be aware of these fees, and like, <laughs> you know, sometimes they're not looking for the best of, of the of the client being you. It's better the betterment of themselves, and so, which I, I think it's it's so ironic because you're in the industry of helping people, right? In the fitness world, right? You guys are here helping people, and then you have a CRM system who's hitting you over the head. It's like, well, how does it make any sense? You know. So, uh, I appreciate you guys sharing that. I appreciate the transparency, and so, going into the new year, you know, and and, and finishing up Q4 here. I mean, what's the the emphasis of improvement, right? I think there's only three areas we could always improve in, in the fitness and gym world, which is lead generation, marketing, right? Getting people through the door. It's going to be conversions, your sales, right? So getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, I mean, where do you guys feel like you want to improve going into the new year? Um, it's definitely always on that first one, kind of that acquisition point, making sure that people who haven't heard our name do get to hear it, know what we're about, get an opportunity to hear about, you know, that first free class with us and, and get them to come in. Um, we've been fortunate, again, kind of with that transparency aspect and just trying to be, be real and level with people. Um, we don't have major, major issues with conversion or retention. Typically, once people can come in and train with us, they get a good feel for what we have to offer. Um, ourselves and our coaches are able to relate, you know, what our coaching can do for them. Like anybody can walk into a gym, like Mary was saying, we've got, we're surrounded by free gyms as well as other, you know, local gyms in the area. So I think that's the easy part for us is kind of conversion and retention where the struggle is con is with a constantly shifting community or like population, I should say in the area making sure that all those new people coming in or even people that haven't heard of us before are getting the word. So moving into the new year would definitely be trying to keep up with marketing and keep up 
you know, just general kind of information out in the area. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys want to introduce the third guest who just walked in the door. <laughs> this is Scotty. This is Scotty. Can you say hi? Scotty, what's hi. up? How are she's you? Up and, up and coming coach. There you go. Her, yeah. You got to start him young. Yeah. She's our big hype man in the gym. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we're not going to stop here. So we have that. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, your sissy? Your sissy's out there too, yeah? Oh, Other sissy? Yeah. Get a fourth <laughs> Please help me. We, we might, we might. She's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Best friend, right? I love it. I love it. Last two questions for you guys. Uh, you know, what's the, the bigger picture long-term? Five, 10 years down the road, what are you guys really trying to accomplish? Man, that's a hell of a question. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in being honest, five, 10 years down the road, our goal is, is, is honestly to, you know, again, as always, kind of push up membership, build a real stable community and, you know, be able to find a gym manager that could kind of take over this facility and give us the opportunity to start traveling. And whether that's kind of set up base in a new location and run this game back again or kind of pick a whole new outlet, but kind of get to that point where, our direct involvement is no longer needed and to have kind of that constant manager presence that can keep the facility off. Yeah. But ultimately just like to keep, to keep serving. Like I've worked with women in Japan. I've worked with people all across the United States and it's like, it's one of those things that I think like, this is why we both got into this is to, to help others. Like not only with the physical aspect of fitness, but the mental aspect of it and always being that voice and like sharing how it's helped us with others. So it can help them also on their journeys. It's just a great outlet. Like I run a, a kid's class at our gym as well. And I've just found that it's been such a wonderful out outlet for teens who are struggling, especially after COVID happened. They were at home a lot. They weren't around their friends a lot. Um, and seeing them walk through the doors and like for that to be a highlight of their day is amazing. So yeah, I mean, regardless of where we end up or what we end up doing, just to continue sharing that with communities wherever we are. I love that. Yeah, it was a mic drop of an answer there, Mayor, but I, we're not done here yet. I got one more question for you guys. You know, uh, last one being, and I'm curious to see, I always love asking duels this question because it's either they're on the same page or it's two different answers. Oh, here we go. So, uh, <laughs> no fights, no fights. <laughs> Hope you're ready for the mic drop. You know, uh, if you guys could go back in time here to uh, when you first started the gym, sit yourself down, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Ooh. Well, I will have to say that I'll have to throw this one to Case because he was the one who sold his beloved car and started this gym out of his garage. So I'm going to, I'm going to, Hand that over to him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so the hard part about the question is to do things differently. Like I, I still don't know great ways around it. I mean, if had things had been different, I wish that there were abilities for us to get, you know, moderate or low interest, legitimate business loans at the beginning instead of, you know, scraping together a whole bunch of credit cards in an amount of time that the credit companies wouldn't realize and spend all the money before they could stop it. Um, it would be for like kind of some systematic things, I guess, to change, to allow small business to be able to get to a more functional position in a better amount of time, I guess. Cause like, otherwise it would be stay the course, you know, like just kind of buckle in and be ready for the ebbs and flows of kind of what's going on. I don't think that there was anything that we did that was so specifically egregious. I would go back and be like, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe always could go back and, and say that I wish I would have done a better job spending money or like kind of allocating some funds in some different places. But those are all kind of, I guess, small fish. I don't think that there was anything t too terribly awful that we did that would be a, a giant no-go. I love it. I love it. Mary, you have anything you think that's all that's right on the same page? Um, well, I mean, just because he was the one who who started this, like, I mean, if I were going back to like when I jumped 
jumped into things. I mean, no, not I, not necessarily. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, like I feel like the journey and the things we did and the way we did them um, put us where we are today. It taught us some lessons, um, hard ones. And, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely wouldn't change anything that we did because they were lessons learned. And I feel like it's made us better humans and business owners in the end. And we're still learning, we're still growing. Um, the biggest thing is like listening to our community, being open and honest, having those relationships with the people so they feel comfortable enough to come to us so we can make for their training a better place. I love it. I love it. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, if you guys have any social media, a Facebook website, anything at all, please let the viewers know where can we find out more about you guys and the gym? Yeah, we've, we've got a few. <laughs> yeah, you can check. You can see our website at uh, www.missinglinkcrossfit.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash missinglinkcrossfit and same thing on Instagram. And then for the kids class, it's Hybrid Theory Athletics Kids on Instagram and Facebook. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you guys don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just want to let you know how you can access the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? For Thank sure. you so much. Yep, no problem. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.